Strap one on, it's time to jam! Welcome to episode, I need to switch gears so I'm not talking about what I would, the normal podcast, the other podcast. Welcome to episode two of Good Willis Hunting. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sean. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the dads listening, uh, not on Father's Day. Like, <laughs> obviously, still don't know obviously this is there's going. <laughs> zero chance that this is live. So Father's Day 2022, maybe, or like happy August 4th or whatever. I hope you had a good Father's Day back when it happened. Uh, We spent a part of it watching or recording this podcast. So we'll always know how Father's Day 2021 went. But if you can hear my kids screaming in the background, you'll know, oh, that's why he spent his time doing this. So if you listen to episode one, you will know where, where, where things have gone. We, uh, we watched Precious Cargo, and at the end, the system dictated that we were going to watch Cosmic Sin. If you heard episode one, you will also know that we're generally pretty positive people, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, we, we aren't going into these movies wanting to, to hate them. Like, this isn't a hate exercise. I think all movies should be good. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I go in with pretty low expectations. We've had we've had conversations about my, you know, low expectations for some of the movies that we've watched for for other the other podcast. Yeah, um, which is called. So generally, still I like enjoy this, them. If anyone wants to go check that out, Precious Cargo kind of surprised us. Yeah, At least because we, yeah, because we had those low expectations. And if you listen to that episode, you would have heard a lot of "Look at this! There's acting and stunts and things." <laughs> Then we selected Cosmic Sin. Well, we didn't, but the system did. And Cosmic Sin is everything we were terrified that these this endeavor would be. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh... Yeah. <laughs> this movie came out this year. This is his newest offering. Right now, as of this recording, yes, check in we'll get, next week. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so when we predict, we we didn't do it on the podcast, the whole plot prediction thing. So we did it uh, on Facebook. And your prediction, I don't have it in front of me. I should, but what was your prediction? Uh, I think I had an intergalactic uh, romance thought out that there was going to be some kind of alien sex, and that was the cosmic sin. I think was my guess. Far more interesting decision or choice than what they went with. Uh, I said space cult. Yeah. The, the, the sin was religious in some angle and there was going to be some sort of space cult. It wasn't that. I'm not no. sure what it was. Uh, the, well, it was yeah. They, they kind of reveal it. Right. And like, that was going to be kind of my second guess, but I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go there. Cause it's just number one, it's boring. It's been done. And number two, it's just kind of icky, but they went there. Yeah, the cosmic sin is essentially wiping out a civilization. Yeah, it's space genocide. Yeah, space genocide. And so the name of 
their like when they start on their mission in this movie, it's Operation Cosmic Sin. So like, okay, cool. You did indeed go with the most lame option that you possibly could have. Yep, could have had alien fucking and instead we got genocide. Yep. Why didn't you guys listen to Sam? We didn't even really get humans doing it, although it, we almost do in the opening scene, which kind of feels like an 80s slasher movie. Yeah. We're, well, actually, no, that's not even the opening scene. And we won't, you know, we're not going to do a beat by beat story breakdown, I don't think. I'm going to try and move us away from that. But also, I don't think I could because I don't know what was happening in this God, movie. no. Like, I think at least on three separate occasions, I sent you messages saying, I have no idea how we got to the scene. Like, did I miss something while I was like, googling random shit that was more interesting or but no no the movie just no. makes no sense no you did not miss it, it seems especially in the back half it just kind of seems like they were they, they forgot to film certain things so they just had to stitch together what they had it opens with a bunch of a bunch of names uh, essentially we colonized mars and there's all these space colonies and then bruce willis is the blood general and he nukes one of these colonies I don't. I did some, not follow the, yeah, the history. It feels like they went, the writers of this movie went in with this is our space epic. There's going to be different colonies and planets, and it's going to be our Star Wars. And then the studio went, great, you have $3 million. Two of them are paying for Bruce Willis. Go. And they, well, I guess. Space is just as good if we film inside a smoky warehouse and a forest. Yeah. Sorry, my dad just got to the door. I'm not <laughs> sure what he's doing, but it's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, no, like the, the, the scene setups are not good. Like they're, you know, we're supposed to believe that this is space and it's just like pine trees and people wearing robes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the one bit where we're kind of on future earth because this is what 500 years in the future yeah it's like it's like 2543 or something like and frank grillo's driving a pickup truck yep pickup truck they're all shooting like just standard like pistols like the one guy smoking cigarettes which are like barely a thing now so i can't mm. imagine that they're going to be like super popular in 500 years it's yeah at least future looking cigarettes like have like a vape like a, or something yeah, exactly like, yeah. like a vape rig but no but just cigarettes there's some flying cars in the background when he's driving the pickup truck which why is he I, i'd love to know more about no why some cars fly and some don't like but uh and the uh the bartender is a robot with a with an <laughs> a, a <laughs> yeah. emoji display on his face but other than that this could have this it, if you had told me this is 2021, like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Obviously. They, yeah, there. it starts out kind of interesting-ish. There's these two people on a planet. They're not good at acting. Uh, they encounter an alien. And the first part of this movie is like, wow, we've made first contact with an alien. And it's got kind of that whole arrival thing about like, are the aliens friendly? should we be worried? And then they bring in Bruce Willis, who is the disgraced general who ordered, I don't know. Well, it sounds, he says like, Oh, the Alliance ordered me to wipe out this thing. But then they're like, well, you gave yourself that order. 
I, I honestly, I didn't catch any of that. Like, I got the blood general thing. I didn't get, like, how he got that title. So, clearly, you're way ahead of me on this one. But. And that's essentially the crux of the movie is there's this, we made first contact. Are the aliens hostile? The answer is Fuck yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, they turn some of the into zombies. They can, like, possess us. Up until this point, I was sort of interested in what was happening because, you know, space zombies, that's something at least. But then the back half of this movie, it commits it commits the ultimate cosmic sin a movie can commit. It's just boring. Yeah, it was not interesting. And like it, like the whole thing with the space aliens, it could have been really interesting. And like that first opening scene was really good for like a minute and a half. And then it's like, okay, why are we still shooting? Like, why is it, like, it just drags. Like, even when there's action happening, it drags. Yeah, it, and, and there is not much action. No. And, and the action that there is, is of the, and I'm scared we're going to get a lot of this with these movies, is your standard, I will stand over here and shoot my gun at you while you stand over there and shoot your gun at me. And the editor will cut back and forth between me going pew, 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 and you going pew, pew, pew. And every now and then one of us will fall down. <laughs> Sound good? No? Well, too bad. Too late. We've been filming for four minutes. It, Precious Cargo at least had stunts and action and set pieces, but this has two, two maybe action scenes and it's just people standing in a room on opposite sides, firing guns at each other. Yep. It was, and there's like one action scene towards the end where like, I did not understand the action. Like Bruce Willis shows up. I thought it was supposed to be Frank Grillo. So like, clearly I was not following who was where, like there was something with like a space atom bomb. Like nothing made sense. I could not follow at all what was happening in this thing. No, there, there's no flow to to, to, to the story. Like, they go into space to fight. It's on its head. It should be simple. There are aliens. They are bad. Let's go get them. The whole thing where they kind of possess you and you become zombies. That's barely relevant. No, like that's the other thing, right? On. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Like at the beginning of the movie, like that's like, oh, we've made first contact and whatever. And then they go to like this completely different planet that is apparently like invaded by these aliens that, you know, we've, I think the movie said it was like 47 minutes after first contact or like something completely like nonsensical. They go to one of the other colonies because like the colony where the original people are, you know, turned into space alien space zombies. Like they were the only people on that planet apparently, but now they're on this other planet. And like, apparently they're, they've also got the space zombies, but now they're like space ring rates. Like, yeah, that's essentially what they look like. They are Nazgul in space. And it's stupid and it has nothing to do with anything and it makes no fucking sense. And there's yeah. a whole thing about how they can't talk. And then like the one of them like gives like a whole speech and it's like, okay. But... <sighs> one of them who might be Bruce Willis's character's ex-wife later gets possessed and is their leader. And I don't even know when that happens. In the weird cave scene. There's a weird cave scene. Yeah, there's a weird cave scene where it looks like he gets a vision explaining their origins, but it's all... The editing is all terrible and choppy and there's everything has a blue tint. It's impossible to tell what's going on. 
I, I could not, if you offered me 10 grand to explain the plot of cosmic sin, I would go, I, that sucks, but I have no chance. Keep your money. Yep. I can't even begin to attempt it. There's a Q bomb. It's going to open a black hole and destroy this alien fleet because they're coming in a fleet to destroy Earth. I think because they think we're hostile and they're trying to get to us first. Which would make sense considering the guy comes out and fires like 58 rounds like yeah. just into in, the night. In the opening scene to show his girlfriend there's no threat. He just goes outside their tent and blindly fires 30 rounds into nothing. Which, good job, because now if there is a threat... Also, I'm not even convinced their guns worked because the, when he was firing around, there was no bullet holes in anything. And in the action sequences, guns are fired and you never really see them connect. They're all no. toy guns, it looks like, that they just went to the dollar store and picked up. Because, yep. again, Willis don't come cheap. So well, that is where they chose to spend their money. Yeah. They, they paid and, extra to have him like interact with the other cast members. Yeah, money well spent. He is in this more than I expected, although I did add up how long, and I bet it's still less than you'd think. But he is, pre he's a presence. He's not good no. in the movie. Uh, he's like, you get, it's definitely quantity over quality. Yeah, he seemed to be like probably drunk for about half of it. And all I could focus on was his one really long eyebrow hair. Like that was, yeah. once I saw that, it was all I could see. And I have yep. no idea what the rest of his acting was like because I could only pay attention to his eyebrow. Yep, you ruined the whole movie for me as soon as you pointed out he has one really long eyebrow hair. And he sure <laughs> did. And I assume Bruce Willis, when he strolls on set, is just like, I'm camera ready. Piss off. Yep. It's like, can we just tweeze that? I said, piss off. <laughs> To give you an, uh, an idea of the amount of enthusiasm Willis is putting into the role, he gets a fight scene at the beginning. So he's introduced, walking into a bar, clearly not him, back of generic bald dude's head as he walks into this bar. And then we see, like, here he is in all his glory. And he's at the bar, and this guy comes up, and he's like, hey, blood general, I'm talking shit. And then a fight breaks out. And Willis takes down three guys without moving <laughs> or engaging he's just standing at the bar they'll come over he'll punch him another guy will come over to him at the bar and he'll throw him over the bar he never walks moves looks at another human being like even when someone comes up to talk to him he doesn't make eye contact because if he did you'd have to have them both in the same shot <laughs> which we were again all impressed by one scene where it's like wow it looks like he's there with other actors <laughs> because kudos to the editor kind of we walked ended up walking it back but there are scenes where they clearly shoot bruce willis separate from everybody and then bring everyone else in because bruce willis doesn't want to hang out with other people and he's probably only on set for one day so you got to move him around get all of his footage and then splice it right that must be what's happening i i assume so because like i mean he is clearly I think there's like one scene towards the back where like he's clearly with most of the cast and then there's like one scene where he's with his sidekick guy who up until then like they're supposed to be like best friends and like do everything together and like you know he's kind of like his his sidekick forever kind of thing and they are not in the same scene until nope. that one time that you know he makes that joke about oh I've been thinking oh that hurt yeah oh my god so really glad we got them in the same scene for that one <sighs> And you weren't even exact. That is Willis's delivery on 
Does it did it did it hurt? Did 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 you did the thinking hurt? That you I think I might have had more enthusiasm in my voice than he did. Maybe there's okay. I'm gonna side note that because <laughs> I have another whole thought about the jokes. Um, uh, going back to the idea of filming all of Willis's yes. stuff in one day and then splicing it. It, it makes it so that there's just, and it's a problem in other scenes too. There's no rhythm to anything because they're not there together feeding dialogue off one another for the most part. It's someone delivering a line and then cutting in Bruce Willis responding. So it just creates this very stilted, stiff, we are saying lines for a movie flow to the whole thing. Yeah, the pauses in the dialogue are just weird and off. It just, it, it doesn't feel natural at all. And it's just, it's all you end up noticing. Like they're talking and then it's like, okay, I have said something. Yeah, now oh, it is your well, turn. I have responded. Yeah, it, it's weird. And there was also, there's one scene in particular that I remember that like, it's supposed to be Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo sitting at like a conference table, like discussing how they're going to tackle like Operation Cosmic Sin or whatever. And it's like super steady and like weirdly orange when it's on Bruce Willis. And then when we cut to Frank Grillo, it's like super blue and like shaky cam, which was just bizarre. Like the camera was so not steady when it's pointed at Frank Grillo. And like the lighting is not even close to being the same. They're supposed to be sitting like essentially next to each other at a conference table. Yeah. It's like two, and maybe it was two completely different people (laughs) shot each piece of that movie there's another scene that stood out too when they're they're on the other planet and they find you know the other group of humans and they're all interacting and one of their the main group's guys has been shot and is dying and they're all standing around and talking and it's the most like one of them is like so how is everybody's morning going and then there's a long pause and then the one guy is like is that a serious question i'm just trying to make conversation like there's at least As two the seconds dying. each line. It's strange. It's so strange. Like it, it, yeah. And to go back to the, the, I was thinking, did it hurt? There's that line. And then the only other one, and I'm not convinced it was a joke is when they're talking about the black hole and like, Oh, if we set off the Q bomb, it's the black hole open and it's going to suck in the fleet, but it's also going to get all of us. And he's like, well, you know, being sucked off by the universe isn't the worst way to go. And you yeah. were like, ha, ha, ha. It's like, I don't even know if that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> there was the other one too, like right at the beginning with, uh, what's his name there? The guy from Night of the Roxbury and some other stuff where yeah. he like makes that that joke to the doctor because she doesn't want to like kill the space aliens. And he's like, well, do you want to fuck him or kill him? Like, I think she wants to talk to them, guy. Yeah. No one delivers the lines like they're supposed to be jokes. Which is too bad because this movie could use some levity. It's so dour. It's just, it's it's bland. Like, that was the whole thing of it. Like, the whole thing is just bland. Like, there's yeah. no enthusiasm. There's no, there, there's no urgency even. Like, no. there's just, there's nothing. It's just nothing. all one note. It's a, it's a slog. Yep. Like, there's no, like, say it needed a, a Zach Morris from Precious yep. Cargo. Like, Again, say what you will about that movie. He was he and Claire Falani are clearly having fun. No one in this movie is having fun or enjoying no. themselves. Which is too bad because like there's actors in it who are like clearly decent actors. Like, you know, like Frank Grillo's been in other stuff where he's super fun to watch. Like 
uh, Adeline, Adelaide Kane, whatever, the chick from Rain. She was really good in that. She's been good in other stuff. And in this, she's just like kind of there. She exists. Yeah. So like, I don't know how much of it is down to the actors and how much of it is just down to like a shitty script with like really poor editing. Cause yeah, we said, you know, at the beginning, those angle shots are really good, like making it kind of look like maybe Bruce Willis could plausibly be on set with these people. But yep. as the movie goes on, like it's clear that that's where they focus their efforts because yeah. the rest of the editing is super bad. Yeah. Yeah. Coming off of something like boss level where you really see you know, Frank Grillo is charismatic and good at the action. Like here, he barely is a part of the action. I think he at one point fires a gun at something off screen and that's about all he does action-wise he's gone for most of the movie i think bruce willis might be in it more than him absolutely like for sure because once we get into space like frank girl is just gone he gets like two scenes where he's just like on a monitor floating through space yep but what you get of bruce willis is a lot of inserting him into scene in into scenes like it's people will be talking and then it'll just cut to bruce willis like a beastie boys lyric to be like that's right like just to jump in at the end and are like correct agreed and it should be funny but ugh. it's not even like there's just there's nothing it nothing. wouldn't be so bad if like it, like you said with like precious cargo like bruce willis was clearly you know not super enthused to be there but you know he was there whatever but everyone else at least was having fun but here it's like everyone was matching his energy level which yeah. was like bottom of the barrel low yeah it's like he brought everyone else down to his level yep I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about it, really. It's no, only it's eighty. Bad. It's only eighty-eight minutes. It feels way longer. Uh, I'm hoping that we've at least gotten the worst out of the way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at the other ones, this one has like a one average on on Letterboxd. Oh yeah, it's and, got three percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and I looked up the one positive review it got who even, like, it's what you'd expect. It's still not a very positive review. It's still very, like, I guess it does the job. But if you read it, it still reads pretty negative. So, yeah, it's a one-star movie. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. I'm, I assume they had much bigger ambitions than they were able to meet. Otherwise, I have no idea why you make this movie. No, and that's kind of the impression that I got, right? Like you said, it was whoever wrote this clearly intended it to be like this epic story and they just did not have the time or budget or talent behind it to realize it because it could have been interesting and it wasn't. Instead, it's, you know, it's something that's been done. It's essentially, you know, you combine Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and like throw it into space with your space gate because Stargate was already taken. Oh my god, they do they sure do try and say space gate with a straight face a lot. Yep. So um, yeah, it's yeah, one star for sure. Like that was not I, I hope we're going I hope things go <laughs> up ha- from here. It, has I mean. to be. <laughs> it makes our ranking easy at least. Precious oh yeah, like cargo this, cosmic this is number sin. two. <laughs> Uh, I do have in front of me, and again, this is not an exact science. I just go through and any scene where Bruce Willis is a factor, I, I count it towards his his time. So even those long scenes where it's them talking and it's just cuts to him occasionally, I still count that whole scene. So 
And by the way, going through this and counting that, there are a lot. Like there's one scene that is five minutes and 30 seconds. And it's just all of them in a room talking about what, you know, what the action could be if there was a budget. And there's lots of like philosophizing. And it's just, if you want to see a bunch of people stand in a room and talk, because that's all the budget for their space epic would allow, have we got the movie for you? Yep. But uh, take a guess. How how much time do you think Bruce Willis factors into this movie? I'm going to say 42 minutes. 25 minutes and 20 seconds. Shit. Right? That is way less than I expected. Yeah, it feels like it was good. But there's that whole beginning stretch with uh, Lachlan Monroe. That was the, the guy we were. Yes, Night of the Roxbury guy. Yes, thank it, you. Yeah, scary movie. Betty and he's pretty good at other things, but just no one, no one can elevate this material. And even he just kind of feels like he got there set day one and went, Well, this is a paycheck. Yeah. And like I was excited when I saw his name in the credits. I'm like, oh, like he's fun. Like this will be yeah. fun. Like same thing, like Adelaide Kane. Like, you know, I figured this would be fun. It wouldn't be good, but it would be fun. And it it's yeah, so not. There's a version of this movie that could have been fun with that cast in space fighting aliens, but oh, like there's no bonus features on the Blu-ray, which is too bad because I really would have liked more insight into what this obviously was intended to be versus where it ended up. But yeah, 25, it feels like less than I would have expected. But yeah, there's that whole like he's not in any of that stuff with like Lock and Monroe and when they're figuring out no. space zombies and then he's gone for a while when they get to the planet and then he's kind of gone for a while at the end. So like, if that's the case, like Frank Grillo has to have been in this thing for like less than 12 minutes. I didn't add up his, I probably should have, but yeah, it couldn't have been much. Which which is weird. You figure he's the star and Bruce Willis is the occasional like, hello, I am also here. And then he disappears for a while. So I'm like, no. And like, there's no clear good guy. Like, I think like we don't really have a hero because yeah, Frank Grillo just kind of gets lost in space. Like yep. basically immediately. And like they think he's dead. And then at one point he's on the radio to say, I'm not. And they go, that's good. He's like, but I'm going to die. Yeah. I'll die soon though. It's like, oh, that's too bad. Sorry, Frank Grillo. I'm sure you have a character name, but. Uh. James Ford is Bruce Willis's character. Cause they say it a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know any of the other characters' names. <laughs> and I, I like to, I know I said I was done, but their whole thing with James Ford is, oh, we got, he's the best. We need James Ford or this mission's, we got to get him. We got to get him. He didn't really do anything. No, he does nothing. He he's, like, he shoots one he guy, I think. A cave. And, yeah, for the most part, he's not around or contributing much. So to say, it was like, we can't do this without James Ford. I feel like you probably could have. Oh, and then there's that whole thing too, where like his sidekick finds a random kid in the space station. Yeah, and then he's and just that's... gone for the entire like fight scene, and then he just like comes back at one point, and like the kid came from nowhere. The kid went nowhere. Like it was they were having like their alien moment, aliens. If you told me Cosmic Sin was made up of deleted scenes from another movie, <laughs> I would totally believe you. Like that movie Breach that we're going to get to eventually. They just had a bunch of stuff left over, and they looked at it and went. I bet we could assemble another. It would actually track because it's got the same, like the the sidekick guys in that one as well. Yep, I think it's the same director. (laughs) So then someone else went, no, you couldn't. It's like "Uh, 20 bucks, I can make another movie with this footage. And they they did. 
I will say that like this is probably the worst movie I've spent money on for either of the podcasts to date. And I spent money on Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I would have to agree. And I purchased a copy that I will own forever <laughs> on a shelf. And people will come over and go, ew, why? Except they won't because they'll have no fucking idea what this is because <laughs> no one else is watching this movie. That's true. Uh, we had a bunch of other categories, too, about things that we rated Bruce on. And now, of course, I don't remember. Uh, well, we did level of enthusiasm, which is definitely like the Zero. lowest. Yeah, it's like, again, quality, quantity over quality. He's in it a lot. But every line delivery is, here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go to space. You're going to want to do this. Like that one scene is kind of hilarious where they're all talking about the mission. And then it occasionally just cut to Bruce <laughs> going, it's part of the job. And then I'll go back to them and then I'll cut to Bruce sitting in the same spot going, I think he's right. <laughs> it feels oh like God. when you're like in a video game and you know, like if you stand in the same spot for too long and like, I don't know, something like Fable, you're in the bar and there's like the bartender like talking to you and it's like the same few lines being kind of like recycled and they have nothing to do with anything. Like that is Bruce Willis's role in this. Yeah, they just got Bruce Willis to sit in one spot and say 10 different things and go, all right, we'll just splice those in throughout the scene. And again, completely different lighting from everyone else. Yeah. Oh, it's so, oh my God. I was going to say it's so good, but it's not. No. So yeah, level of enthusiasm, zero. How many locations did we see him in? Most of the major ones, they got him yeah. to the forest. They got him to the warehouse set. They got him to, he, he, he yeah. showed up at all of the different places they had to film. So Clearly, again, they probably just spent one day rushing him through all of those already ready-made sets to go like, okay, get him in the car, get him to the forest. Look confused. Yeah. Yeah, he really was in, he was in a lot of places. He was in more places in this one than he was in Precious Cargo. Yeah. Uh, as for what, how many co-stars he interacted with, never Frank Grillo. As far as I can no, tell, which he is and Frank weird. Grillo were never on set together. Uh, the one... No, I was gonna say the like ex-wife lady, but no, it's clearly a double of uh, just some lady as yeah. it cuts back and forth between them talking. And it seemed like maybe he was in that one scene with a lot of the supporting characters. Like they got him on set, maybe to stand with a group of people. Yeah, when he kills the guy who like has like a small scratch on his neck that he's <laughs> yeah. apparently dying from. The one guy who got like a nick on his shoulder that Bruce Willis use Bruce Willis euthanized. He's like, he's going to die anyway. And someone could have been like, I don't think that's true. It's 500 years in the like, future. You don't have good healing tech. No. Like ugh, no nanobots to stitch them together. Come on. Oh yeah. That's cosmic sin. Um, <laughs> before we see what's next. We should do a little segment called, are there any new Bruce Willis movies being <laughs> announced? Because the answer is yes. Yes. Midnight in the Switchgrass is coming. Uh, and it's tough because I wanted to watch the trailer, but I can't. It has to stay in line with. Uh, and if you haven't, so it's him, Megan Fox, who actually gets top billing, and Emile Hirsch, uh, who... I don't know. I feel like he wasn't ready for this quite yet, but I guess Into the Wild was a long time ago now. So maybe he's been in stuff since then, though, hasn't he? I mean, I couldn't name what it was, but he's been in stuff. He's been in stuff, I'm sure, but I feel like it's probably at the level. I, oh, he was in the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I've never yeah. actually seen, but I've heard his. Oh, you should what, see that. It's I've good. heard his good. Really good. 
Uh, other than that, though, I don't, I'm not seeing a whole. Oh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my God, he was in a Quentin Tarantino movie just just two years ago. Uh, I think he was one of the like the neighbors. I don't think he was in it very much. I think he was one of um, Margot Robbie's friends. Oh, oh yeah, I think he. Well, he was. Was he Polanski? Maybe no. I mean, he wasn't Polanski. Um, he was Jay Sebring. Jay okay, Sebring. Whatever. Yeah, but he's in it. <clears throat> so and you know Megan Fox. Sure, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, that's July twenty seventh. So, and if you haven't looked up the poster, please do because boy, it just looks like they got Bruce Willis in a candid moment of like waking up first thing in the morning and some cheese. Because boy, weirdly, that movie is not even on. Emil Hirsch's IMDb yet. Uh, and it's out in like a month, right? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it there. He plays Byron Crawford. Oh. It's at the top. And, and noted as completed. <laughs> so. Oh, mine is. The, okay. Yeah, no. Never mind. We're good. Add it to the list. July 23rd, midnight in the switchgrass. But until then. It is not officially on the list, so we have to work with what we have. Sam, what are we watching next? We are watching number three. We're watching number three, which means we are watching The Cold Light of Day. Let's check it out, which again, so before we forget, what do you think in The Cold Light of Day will be about? It's definitely a cop drama. There's definitely going to be some cop stuff past that i don't know like bruce willis is probably like on the brink of retirement and like comes out to fight some kind of serial criminal of some kind that was basically my guess as well is it's going to be a fairly standard catch a killer movie like cold light of day seems like it's a let's catch a killer kind of movie yeah uh great cast it's him a pre-superman henry cavill and sigourney weaver (laughs) God, I hope this is good. Also, I, I really oh. like Henry Cavill, so I'm on board. Like, I'm fine. This movie will be fine. Uh, it has a 4.9 on IMDb, which is easily the highest that we have contended with so far. Uh, the director did, oh, he did that JCVD movie, like Jean-Claude Van Damme's personal oh. drama. That movie is actually quite good, so not much else. Uh, all right, we need to split up. What are you going to look at? Review. I will take. Um, how about I take Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, I'll head on over to Amazon. All right, at 385 reviews. It looks like it has like a four and a half star average. Uh, all right, top review reviewed in Canada, five stars. Good. Mm-hmm. Not sure if those <laughs> two thoughts line up. My mom's history of watching movies is she pick a movie and after five minutes of watching, she falls asleep. One day she made a mistake of purchasing this, so my mom had to watch this without sleeping at all. <laughs> so I say okay. it's worth paying dollar signs for. Interesting. A lot of the good reviews are just my parents. It doesn't even say if it's good. It just says she spent money on it and felt obligated to watch it. Okay, let's <laughs> see what we've got on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So we've got a negative review that is just an embarrassment for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
Um, what else? What else? There are no positive reviews. Cavill is no substitute for Van Damme, whose self-critical performance gave the earlier movie much of its heft. Three fans stars. Of, fans of inane and or unnecessary expositional dialogue will have a field day. I Oh, I love that. That's basically the movie we just watched. Yeah. Three stars. Henry Cavill is flipping gorgeous. Four oh, exclamation marks. <laughs> Five stars for me. Good action sequences. You don't need intelligence to enjoy this film. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've got a positive here. I mean, it's not great, but this isn't great cinema or even a movie you'll remember four hours later, but as stupid thrill rides <laughs> go, it's smart enough to show you a good time. Awesome. Five stars. Subject line. Recommend. Body of <laughs> review. Recommend. Uh-oh. One star. Worst movie I have seen in my life. Yeah, but he had Cosmic Sin wasn't out yet, so it's not definitely not even the worst Bruce Willis movie. Not bad entertainment for a Wednesday night with chips. Okay, then we definitely have to watch we this need Wednesday snacks, night yeah. with some chips. Yep, that's true. Perfect, done. All I'm right. not working Thursday, so I'm fine with that. All right, Wednesday, Our cold line lined up. I don't work Thursday either. So it's weird. I do feel like we have to watch these on non-work nights because otherwise it's like, man, what an evening. Although I yeah, guess you've cos- basically you've spent your whole evening with Cosmic Sin. It's like, ugh. I guess, how long is Cold Light of Day? Let's quickly take a look at that. I bet it's like, all of these movies, I bet are always like a pretty lean 90 minutes. So that's 93. Nice. Yeah, so perfect. This is 2012. Can I just know that today is going <laughs> to... What was that? Is that, <laughs> that copyright? My... Do I need to be <laughs> worried about that? No, that was an ad for deodorant that started playing as I was checking the time well, on Letterboxd. Okay, well, now I need to make it clear that we are not official sponsors, unless we are. Gillette Let's not touch. Let's not say their name, but we are firm oh, well. believers in deodorant. So if any deodorant companies want to, because, you know, you get sweaty and worked up when you watch a Bruce Willis movie. So you want to make sure that you have underarm protection. I mean, like you're probably fine to do cosmic sin without deodorant. I don't think yeah, you're, that's, you're working up a sweat with that one. That's true. Unless like you jog to keep awake because cosmic sin is so boring. That might, <laughs> that, that would track. So until next time. We don't have a sign off. Do we? Wait, I have a thought. No, but do we think, by the way, that these are going to trend that like the closer to present we get, the worse they're going to get? Like, I feel like his enthusiasm is going to go down over the years. Is that yeah, a prediction we can make? Um, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. And it'll be interesting because we're this one's 2012. We just did 2021. And I think Precious Cargo was like 2017. I so... think it was close because it was number four. So it must have been close in. I'm just looking up now. Precious Cargo was 2016. So we're okay. getting like a pretty good spread. So yeah, it will be interesting to go back to Cold Light a Day and see like, okay, he's enthusiastic again. And plus either way, I'm sure Henry Cavill takes his shirt off. So uh, Yeah, exactly. So I'm fine. Like this, both this of is us going to be, be fine. It's going to be a five-star watch. Yeah. Perfect. And like, I'll get, you know, I get Sigourney Weaver. She's a pretty lady. So everybody wins. Exactly. So until next time, keep where they're, keep. Keep hunting that Willis. Keep hunting that Willis. Happy Father's Day. Dads apparently enjoy these movies. So get your dad a Bruce Willis movie. And then he'll go, (laughs) what the fuck did I, what did I, (laughs) what the fuck did I do to you? 
to get this. So if you hate your dad, get him cosmic sin for Father's get him cosmic day. sin. Be like, why this is because you didn't support my basketball dreams, Dad. I'm not getting paid enough to do this crap.